Hey, I'm Shay. And I'm Michelle. And this is The Pantry Podcast. And you're listening to an episode from season four, Unnaturally Nourished, where we're talking about how God nourishes us in ways that the world just can't understand. And we want to give shout outs to War Cry Network, the Christian Podcasters Association, Eternity Ready Radio, and the Spark Collective. Check out thepantrypodcast.com to support us by buying our awesome merch, sending in prayer requests, and figuring out how you can connect with us and some of our awesome guests. Hey. Hi. Man, it's good to be back. It is. It always is. Man, we're getting into season four, right? Man, awesome. Unnaturally nourished. Man, it's been an awesome time so far as we've sit here and talked about all these things that God bring to us. Um, Tonight, we're going to be talking with a person that's a Instagram person, and I'm going to leave it there because I always do this because I go too far all the time, and Michelle's like, I was supposed to intro, so I'm going to leave it there, but I'm going to tell you, man, the title of today is Manna on the Mind, and and I'm just going to let Michelle roll on that and let her introduce our guest. I'm stoked. I'm excited. Man, it's going to be a good time. Yeah, so what's cool is the Spirit kind of prompted both of us to make this connection independent of one another. And then when we came together discussing guests for this season, this was one of the first names that popped up. So today we have Andrew F. Carter. He's a Christ-centered mindset trainer and faith-based health nutrition coach that delivers inspiring clips on Instagram and TikTok and YouTube that encourage you to build a foundation in Jesus and never doubt his plans for you. You also totally need to check out his faith-based apparel line, Shifted. We are excited to have you, Andrew. Welcome, brother. Hey, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, you know, uh, there's there's just so many questions. <laughs> so many questions. I, I like what she says because, I mean, it was it was one of those things where I watch you on Instagram and and I'm like, oh, man, there's, there's this guy, man. He, he he brings some good a focus on Christ. He, he really shines that light. And then she's like, wait, I know who that is. And, of course, I have no name. I'm horrible at names. But, uh. But then all of a sudden here we are and it's like we didn't even know a backstory to until like I think today I, I actually sat down. I was like, well, let me let me figure out who this guy is because I just know him from Instagram. I know him from, you know, YouTube. Yeah, we know uh, his word is solid. Yeah, yeah. word is solid. Um, really where I want to start, though, is on what she said, the Christ-centered mindset trainer and faith-based health nutrition coach. Um, I think that if we bring that out first, we can touch on your past and it shows like where this comes from. Yeah, definitely. Uh, You know, Christ-centered mindset training is just uh, focusing on overcoming obstacles, um, dealing with the things that life throws at you, the issues, everybody has them, everything, everybody's going through something, but staying, you know, to the basics that the answer to all of your problems is found in the word of God. And I feel like too many times people are trying to solve their problems with the things of this world. So it's just about, you know, bringing everything back to basics and okay, this is where God has us. This is how we can overcome. This is the scripture, like pointing people in the right direction to overcome what they're going through. Yeah. I really like what you said about the replacements that people tend to have, because, you know, we see that in, I think it's John six that we we see that Jesus is the bread of life and that he came down from heaven. But if we remember, you know, the Israelites got bored of that and wanted that Egyptian multiple flavored food. You know, we tend to fill our life with that variety. We sometimes can get tired of like, yeah, yeah, yeah. The word, the word can help me, but something over here, you know, when did you realize the word of God is it in every situation? Yeah, it would have to be at about two years ago, honestly. I mean, I, I had been in ministry at one point and completely like left, walked out, walked away from ministry, which is a crazy story in and of itself. But, uh, you know, 
I, I tried the things in this world I achieved and, you know, did, did things that were cool in the man, in the eyes of man. But uh, it was a couple of years ago when I found that, you know, nothing compares to serving God. That's awesome. I, I've always liked the the stories of brokenness and, and maybe it's a position that I've come from, you know, it's kind of like, man, all this world chasing the world, right? It's like, mm. it seems so like, oh, it's so good. It's like, oh, it's so good. But then like so many years goes by and then all of a sudden you're sitting there and you're like, you're looking back, you're like, it wasn't really that good. And so we sit there in that, in that Christ centered mindset. And then you, you also bring in that nutrition thing. So before we get deeper, cause I, I mean, I'm going to dig a little bit. I, I really am. I'm going to dig. I want to know like, how do you blend those two? Cause I know when you're training people, you're probably also suggesting like how to stay healthy and, and what, part does that play in being able to keep the mindset of spirituality health uh and spirituality they go hand in hand um consistency and discipline are like the two foundations that you build that on so i mean if you want to be healthy you want to work your body out consistency and discipline are what going to get you results and it's the same thing in your walk with christ is you have to be consistent and you have to stay disciplined um i think that people often they look at it and they, they they're tired they allow feelings and emotions to dictate their actions in both realms. Oh, I'm tired. I don't want to work out. Oh, I'm tired. I don't want to pray. And so they coincide with one another. So we just tie those in through those two uh, formats. Yeah. John 4, our twelve forty three says, for they love the glory that comes from man more than the glory that comes from God. Um, so I'm going through your background a little bit <laughs> and I'm, and I'm digest, I'm taking notes. Cause I'm like, man, this is, this is like, you understand when you see someone who brings the word of God so consistently when you kind of look at what they've gone through in their life, it's not like you haven't experienced nothing or you've always been, man, you've had things. Um, but what really came to my mind was, as I heard your stories, like the two girls, you know, it was like girl number one. Yeah. You know, you wanted to date her. So, so it was like, yeah, dog, I can, I can dig the Jesus a little bit. Yeah. I can, yeah. Let, me, let me go this route. And then of course, girl number two kind of played that same role in a, in a, in a moment of brokenness. Right. Yeah, I think that, and I stand by this, Jesus will make a miracle out of your mess, right? And that's exactly what he did. I'm 17 years old, I'm drinking, I'm smoking weed, I'm I'm sleeping around. And that's exactly how, you know, I came to Christ is I, I, I just wanted to be with this girl, right? It was pure, just me chasing after my flesh. I had no intention on giving my life to this guy called Jesus or accepting this Holy Spirit. And so, yeah, I sat in a car and, and listened to the gospel and all about salvation and just these foreign thoughts, you know, foreign beliefs and, and whatnot. And, you know, at the end of the night, it was just kind of like, sure, I'll say your prayer. Can I get out of the car? I want to go hang out with this girl. Um, but like the repercussions of my decision, right. There's, there's always uh, a repercussion, whether it's good or bad was that God got a hold of my life. And, and from that point, literally that night, I could no longer live in sin. There, there was this conviction, there was this guilt, there was this, uh, and it wasn't guilt from, uh, God. It was this, my own personal guilt, uh, of regret and struggle. I was, it was like, my eyes were opened to the things that I was doing in my past, I, I could now see. So it was uh, definitely a transformational point. But uh, it's funny how you say that the girls, because yeah, that, that was actually my wife. I ended up marrying that gal um, for years. And then the other one, I, I was still living in this state of sin. Um, and I don't want to give too much up. But yeah, I, I had come home from prison. I'd spent time in prison. And you know, a lot of people will find God in prison, but that wasn't what happened with me. I was, I 
that was the furthest thing from my mind. And so I was out just living life, kind of making up for lost time because I was married when I was in my twenties. I didn't have a call. You know, I went to college, but I didn't have like wild college days. So I was in my thirties living my wild times. And even in that mess, God was able to get a hold of me again. But this time it was kind of like, it was definitely like, okay, I see what you're doing here, Lord. It brings me back to season one when we were talking about when the bar is better. Sometimes when you come to Christ, there's still this moment that it's just not doing it for you. And it might be because there's no consistency or because there is something like prison that jumps in and makes you angry at God. And so you're reminiscing and you're like nostalgic for the things from before that wrestling that people are doing between God is enough. And man, I miss this stuff because I think for some people the idea is I don't miss that stuff. I am so happy with God. I just need to figure out, you know, how to, how to be consistent. But then for other people, it's, it's a wrestle because they really want to go back sometimes. Um, but they, they know in their head, it might be unwise, but they still have that, that pining. I think a lot of people romanticize the past. They, they look at it and they're just like, you know, back in my day, I remember when I was, and it's, you know, they use that same, uh, the, the, that term in NA or AA that I've been exposed to through my mom. My mom was a drug addict, but they would call it war stories. And that's one thing that they, they, they don't talk about. There's no war stories allowed. You don't, you don't talk about the good old days, um, because in the reality, they, they weren't good days. You were lost. You were broken. You were struggling. You were numbing that pain. You were so far from God. But I think the enemy does a great job of, uh, you know, well, remember this, remember that, remember, you know, picking and choosing, not the consequences, not the bad, not all the hurt that you caused or the disaster, but just those, because I mean, let's be honest. I mean, I'll, I'll be honest. There were good times when I was living in blatant sin. And those are the ones that I, I hold on to. I, you know, I hold on to those little times. So yeah, the enemy's right. cunning. Definitely. Oh, yeah, he's definitely cunning. And, you know, I, I like what you're saying, too. It's like even talking today, it's like, nah, let's let's talk about the glory of it. You know, brother, romanticizing uh, until you get to that last moment, which I'm sure you hit because because something happened. I brought the two girls only for an example, because there came a time when it became you and God. Yeah. Um, and that would be the final time, you know, from the prophetic, you know, preacher telling yeah. you like, yo brother, you're going to talk to the world. And you're like, yo brother, I ain't going to talk <laughs> nope. to the world. Nope. I'm out. I'm out. You know, I'm bouncing. I'm out this church. And like, and like, and you know what? No, but that's what it is because in, in our minds, and I, and I know I went through this too. It's like, yo, if I do that, I can't go to the club wait, if I can't do that, I can't do this. You know, it's like this exchange. When I, when I finally commit here, man, because I knew what was right and I knew what was wrong. And it's like, well, if I commit here, I can't do the wrong no more because I need to be doing the right. And you finally hit that point. We could talk 20 minutes on bad but then and give God five, but I want to give God like the 25 and give the bad like five. So explain that one, that final one, because in doc in the documentary that I looked at where you're you're sharing yourself, you just said, Yeah, I got the social media, I got to yeah. share the world. I want to dig in a little bit deeper there. Where did that transition happen? Where did you start deciding I'm gonna start videoing from the inside of my yeah. car and bringing <laughs> yeah. the word of God to people? Cause it's awesome. So I mean, I've I was doing uh videos from here. So it's funny, I, I just seen my kids this weekend and um they remember before it was Andrew F. Carter. You know who it is, Andrew F. Carter. It used to be Coach Carter. Uh, because I had this platform and it was all health and fitness related. And so um, I, ha I have videos in my archive where the kids are in the backseat. I've been doing videos from this Jeep 
for seven or eight years now. So, um, you know, there was a time that God was preparing me and preparing my voice and me getting comfortable in front of the camera. But, uh, you know, I had a friend, my photographer, she would, we did a podcast and she would always talk about her faith. And I was told, uh, that you never mix politics, religion, and business. Those three don't go hand in hand. And so I was scared for the longest time to ever bring up my faith. There's people who've known me for 10 years and had no idea that I was in church in my twenties and that I was in ministry and that I was on my way to eventually pastor a church. They have no idea because I never brought it up. I, I just, I kept it a secret, but it was a time of heartbreak. Girl number two, that relationship uh, did not work out. Um, she had led me back in towards the direction to God, which was all part of his grand plan. Um, but I found myself just kind of heartbroken, lost. And so it was me just diving into the word and clinging to the only thing that was stable in my life. And that was him. So, I mean, that's where I, I found this place and it came from one video. I posted one video sharing my testimony and it went from 200 followers in the morning to 15,000 the next day. And that was wow. just a game changer. Yeah. It was the confirmation I was looking for. Honestly, it's all glory to God. There's, I am an empty vessel uh, and I let God pour into me and I pour out into others. So, I mean, daily I have, I don't want to call it a routine cause I'm, I'm never in the same place at the same time. I'm between Oregon and California, my kids, but uh, I like to get up and, and get right into my prayer uh, and work out. And then I get into my devotional and I, I just pray over the word every day. And it's just like, God, give me, you know, ears to hear eyes to see and place whatever it is that you want to speak on my heart. And, um, I read a couple of books and go through this information. And then I honestly, I put this little camera right on my dashboard and I just let it fly, just let it go and pray that I, I believe that God will give me the words that somebody needs to hear out there. And so I don't really filter it. I, it's always one, usually one take, um, you know, it's 10, 15 minutes, no script, just raw. <laughs> it's just out from my heart. Oh no, I like that. I like I like yeah. that aspect of it because what does it show? You know, everybody sits there and waits for, I don't know, an angel to come or or this bright light to come or the Holy Spirit to be like, hello, you know. And it's like <laughs> what I've learned and, and what I'm hearing from you is is obedience and and that consistency. Um, it's something that we talk about a lot. It's about being consistent. And and what I'm really hearing is the revelation comes through your reading of the word or reading of a devotion. Or, you know, spending that time with God, because you say it comes out wrong. It's like, cause I, right. You read something, right. And it's like, well, yo, this is for today. It's and, and for some reason it's like, you know, we do the Bible 365 and it's like this program where anyways, you follow along and it's amazing how he speaks through his word. And, and so in that you have these little shorts. And then of course I heard something else that, that I didn't know pastoring a church so, so that, that's kind of cool. And, and do you mind sharing on that a little bit? Cause I mean, obviously God is feeding you, but, but see, God is feeding you the nutrition through your wanting to receive. And that is what we're hearing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't currently pastor. A okay. Church. Okay. Um, no, I was being built up uh, when I was in my twenties, you know, I was in that church for about three years, two and a half, three years. And that was the, the mission of that church was to plant other churches. Uh, and so I was in like a, I was in ministry and that was what I was being trained to do was to eventually be a pastor, um, which scared me. Got it. Got it. Got it. That, and that even, yeah. that even, see, of course that even makes more sense. It really, it really mm -hmm. does. You know, God had a plan of seed planter, 
but he had his yeah. plan and not like what man was trying to form into your, into their image, but in he wanted to form it into his own image. A lot of people end up quitting on their diets, quitting on their exercise routines because they have a short term goal and it might not even be healthy for their body. You know, I want to do it before beach season or I want to do it before my family sees me. Like there's always this end goal that isn't necessarily the right end goal. A good diet isn't a temporary crazy diet where you suck out everything. But when people start opening their eyes to the long term benefits, it seems to succeed more often. And I think about that with the word of God when the people just want to prosper, where it's like, I just need to be built up today so I can go do my dreams, my goals, my my stuff. That's often when you see the fall downs and the burnouts and the frustration. But when you come to that realization that this is the long haul, what's better for my life? The waking up for the devotional, waking up to read the word, choosing to go to the word when you're in need. That's when that manna from the sky, it's like, okay, I want this every day. I know it's available every day, so I'm going to get it every day as opposed to the other way around. Now that you've transitioned over, like what kind of verses really spoke and ignited your life to be transformed so that you would be doing this all the time? And how has it impacted your family? That's good. First off, everything you said, that was a word in itself. That was powerful. She has a, she has a way of doing because, this, by the way. She I'm comes bad. in and just drops some stuff and I'm just like, okay. Everybody feeds me and then I'm, I, I'm and then I use notes. <laughs> that was good. I'm, I'm over here like, okay, I can see how that applies to me when I was in church. I wanted what I wanted and I was just going to get it my way. Man, that was a word. That was powerful. Um, gosh, got me all, I'm ready to do a video yes. when we're done here. I'm probably going to hop on and do one. But uh what was the question? I don't so, even remember. I was that was good. So, right? No, Sorry. no. I mean, that's no. This, no, this that's, that's honestly, honestly, you. and this will be in there, quick, y'all, because we're, we're real on the man. Energy. Yeah, we like. She I mean, does this all the time, and we and sometimes there's this long pause. It's like, like what do I, I say? I always feel bad. I'm like, okay, yeah, so I, I broke the conversation. No, no, bad. but it's not broke. It's um, not broke. No, it's awesome. I know, I know, but still. Um, <laughs> No, I think the so at the heart of all that thought, I think the question is, when did it become not just for like it impacts you, like when you realize that God is the answer, you start going to him every day, you stop looking for your own goals to be met and you and you start asking God, like, okay, what goals do you have for me? But when did that start impacting your family as well as you? Because it starts with you. But then how did you notice like, this is taking root in my family. This is transforming the people around me. Like, when did that happen? And, and kind of walk us through that. Almost uh, immediately. Like there was so much disruption because the way that I was living, I wasn't living in like blatant. So I wasn't out there selling drugs or doing anything crazy. But um, my life, there was there was no... I was like a, a leaf tossed about on the waves in a sense is there was no consistency. I was uh, dating girls. I was coming and going. I was traveling. I was in and out of the state. Like I was, I was, you know, leaning towards success from the outside looking in. I was living a, a great bachelor life. But when I finally stopped and I, I, just, I settled down, I just, I surrendered everything. Like there was an immediate disruption because now there was this consistency and, and there was this um, just like a, a complete change. My kids could see it. Like, unfortunately my poor kids have been in my life through both the good and the bad. And so them having an opportunity to see me thrive on this level and to have this relationship with God, it has impacted them like 
135%. We minister to one another. Like I share scripture with them. I text them every day. That's awesome. Uh, I've seen a complete change in their behavior, their attitude, like, and they're so proud of me. I mean, it's, it's just a life changer. I, th- I think when you said it's, it's unfortunate that they had to see it, but sometimes God uses that testimony. Yeah. You know, I, I, I remember first off, it's like, yeah, my testimony. Now I, I say, man, God's testimony, because man, that reflectiveness, that love that you're shining out now, that, that you're pouring into your kids, that living water that is overflowing instead of being half full, half empty, whatever you want to call it, or, you know, like three quarters. Now you're full. Now you're just pouring out onto your kids and, and they've had an opportunity to see their dad like grow and, and, and change and just become this, this new creation, this new man, you know, it's no longer I have a Christ that lives in me kind of guy. And that's awesome. I, I, you know, unfortunate it is, you know, in our worldly sense and our, in our, in our man, I I live in guilt. You know, I used to live in guilt. I'm sorry. I used to live in guilt all the time. Um, but man, he's changed us so much. And, and that reflection now is what people see. And it's like, man, you walk in a room and, and here comes light. And it's like, it's just amazing. Yeah. Uh, but I like yeah. what you said, actually, in your, in your bomb of knowledge <laughs> drop, because, because <laughs> I, I think of my own self, right? Right. Right. When I'm consistent yeah. in my, in my eating habits, when I'm consistent in my, in my word, when I'm consi- consistent, man, you brought this word up, brother. This is yours, by the way. It's consistent, yeah. right? <laughs> then it's consistent. There's no swings. There's no pendulum. There's no, you know, your body is now in alignment. Your mind is now in alignment. The battlefield of your mind, right, is now nourished, right? It's nourished with the, with the right things. With the right sleep actually brings better psyche. You know, it's like, it's amazing how all of this plays a role. Um, if I sit here and I eat whatever I want for a whole year and I'm like, oh, Christmas here, hold up, let me, let me lose, uh, you know, 20 pounds. Man, you're going to blow up 30. I mean, it's just what it is. (laughs) It's just what it is. But if I keep this consistency from what you're saying, and like we're seeing from from our brother here, right? Man, things change. Man, I I would never even have known your story. All I knew about you was, man, here's this dude that just puts out this awesome content and shines light. Yeah. And people are, are, are out there clicking like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, that might sound that some people like, oh, you know, you know, the old stifly Christians. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's just how I go sometimes. <laughs> uh, social media, really? Mm-hmm. No, but you're right. changing people because people are seeing yeah. consistent word. And that's beautiful. Yeah. I, I mean, for, for everyone who's not, I mean, you're listening on a podcast, so you're not seeing, but we've got two highly tatted dudes in this, in this podcast right now. <laughs> and I always love that. Like to go back to the, to the same thing, Shay touch on the unfortunate thing. Like, again, you know, I mean, I think it's all like when we, when we think about our children, the last thing we want to do is, is like put them through anything. But one thing I've, one thing I see as a blessing is the people that knew us from before that saw us trying everything and acquiring everything that they think is good and that they're trying to acquire themselves. And yet nothing makes us smile more than when we have this Jesus guy and it doesn't make any, it's like this big mystery before our kids and the people closest, like my mom was praying for me until I came to Christ when I was 23, 20. Yeah. 23. She'd been praying for me my whole life. And then all of a sudden I was different. And of course, that doesn't mean perfect, but I was different. And it's those things where it's like, there's no other explanation. It's like, no, I wasn't on any drugs or medication. No, I wasn't going to see anyone to talk. No, I wasn't doing a new, any kind of regimen except for 
a Bible regimen. Like that was all that was different. So I think it's a blessing for your kids because they they saw you try everything else. Um, and then and then they came here. And, and I and I think that that's so important when people get to see those people who are not tired of manna, you know, that are not done with God's word and they're thriving. And so it's like, oh, like something clicks for them, you know. Powerful. Again, knowledge, bro. <laughs> I know. It's <laughs> awesome. We can cut this out too. But uh, but no, it's always it's, it's 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 always that, brother. And so, like on that thought, you know, because in Amos eight, it sits there and talks about how we can just drive our kids. You know, like we we don't live the right life. We don't live the godly life. We don't live a life that has that focus towards heaven. And man, these kids, it's like. In that day, the fair virgins and strong young men shall faint from thirst because we, we, we don't pour out the life water onto a man. And look, it's nourishment now, brother. You are nourishing yeah. people, not just, not just your immediate family, but you're nourishing everyone else. And so I think on a, on a thought for, for the last kind of, so you can drop your bomb because, because I want you, man, okay. your bombs are awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Galatians 1.10, for am I now seeking the approval of man or of God? Or am I trying to please man? If I were willing to try to please man, I would not be a servant of Christ. So for that person out there right now that kind of sits in that 50-50 range or, or even more towards the man range or, or they're moving towards the God range. But I guess for those people who are sitting there saying, I want to be more with God. I want to be more of that servant. What would you tell them? What would be the verses you would share? I mean, you, you literally just said it. Galatians 1.10 is my, my life verse. That's um, because, yeah, you, you nailed it. Just because when I chose to pursue Christ, um, there was so much disruption in my immediate relationships. There was people who disproved. There were people who would question me. There was opinions. There were judgments. There was so... Uh, many people who were against it just because they knew me, they knew where I had come from. Uh, and uh, I guess I, what I would tell people is just, you know, it doesn't matter what people think about you. It doesn't matter what people are going to say. It doesn't matter about anybody, but you and your relationship with God, um, that intimate, open, honest, transparent relationship with God. There's nothing like it. Um, I have more purpose, more vision, more drive, just uh, more satisfaction and fulfillment. Um, than anything chasing this world. And like you said, I've chased everything in this world uh, and have achieved. I've caught a lot of just about everything I've chased. And I can weigh that with serving God. And there's no comparison. There's no comparison in the joy and just in, in how I feel, how I sleep, how I operate. You know, I, I wake up and I used to struggle with anxiety, depression, um, you know, all kinds of things. And there's just, there's so much comfort and so much, uh, just pure joy. Joy is the word that just comes to my mind and serving God that it's, it's unrivaled. It's absolutely unrivaled. So the unnatural nourishment wins oh, every time. Amen. 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 This has been awesome. We thank you again for joining us. And I want to just remind everybody that you can hear more from Andrew at andrewfcarter.com as well as at Andrew F. Carter on Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. 
for us, thepantrypodcast.com. You can request prayer, support us by buying awesome merch. We have our own apparel as well. Remember in the show notes, you can see all the verses that we went over and there'll be additional links to connect with Andrew, check out his devotional as well as see what else is going on in his neck of the woods. So until next time. Bye. Bye. That was awesome. That was so awesome. Cool.